Rich and George podcast. Your one-stop shop for R&B fix. Smooth. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Rich and George. Hello there, and welcome to the podcast. Um, slightly different um, circumstances for the podcast this week. Um, I find myself sat in a car with a laptop on my knee, um, talking to Rich on the phone, um, basically uh, stranded in France. Hello, stranded? Rich. Yeah, stranded. Oh, bollocks. It hasn't gone wrong again, has it? Well... Um, you know more about it than everyone out there in podcast land. Um, yes, so explain but, all. Basically, I was supposed to be arriving home this evening. Um, no, sorry, last night. I was supposed to be at home last night. And instead, I find myself sat in a car park of a shitty Ibis hotel in the middle of a half-constructed industrial estate in France. Um, mostly because the car broke down. And um, the clutch went just completely, could not put it in first at all. So the car had to be fixed and it couldn't be fixed there and then. It had to go away and take a week. So um, so there you go. So, um, so have you just uh, been plonked somewhere the whole time then? No, to be fair, uh, the RAC have been absolutely amazing about it. And we've had a, um, we've had another car. So we've been able to go off and do our whole load. We've had a great time, but fixing my car has cost um, €998. Oh no, that's really not what you want. So the price of the holiday has gone up um, pretty crazily actually. But um, having said that, we have still had a good time. And we're just trying to tell ourselves that over and over and over again, despite any protestations from the bank manager. Yeah, oh my lord. Well, so, but you you do have, you do, you have seen the Tour de France and an English, an English man kind of, well, winning, really. Yeah, um, I can go into that in a bit more detail if you want. I was, um, I, last week was very smugly informing the world that I was off to the Tour de France. <laughs> yes, you were. And that I was going to go and see the world's biggest annual sports event and it was going to be mega and we were going to see the end of one stage, we were going to see the start of another stage, and in between those, we were going to see the time trials where they basically go past one at a time. So don't worry if you miss any of them when when they sprint past on one day because you're going to see them all one at a time going past. And um, I thought this would be fantastic. So anyway, I smugly um, left home, drove over to France, and the clutch started to go. And I was thinking, oh bollocks, what's going on here? And then so for the first day that we were going to go and see stage 10 the bunch sprint um we were hoping that mark cavendish who who is a brit would would actually win that he didn't um there was a massive crash which happened after where we were stood so we didn't even know about it um they basically i mean it was an amazing atmosphere the place was like six nations day right and we got there, and it was five hours before they actually arrived, and the place was buzzing. It was amazing, right? It was, was everyone pissed? No, well, a few were, but most people were just there just, just excited. I mean, it was um, 
It must have been about uh, half ten, eleven a.m. or something when when we got there. It and didn't there stop were... us during the Lions, did it? You what? Sorry. It didn't stop us during the Lions, did it? Well, the thing is, I had to drive home from that stage, and in France, you just don't. With your with your entire family in the car, it's amazing how. Yeah, exactly, around. exactly. It's oh, good morning, it's all the charge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so um, we. We went near the start line, couldn't get anywhere near there because everyone was already just there five hours before the race actually appeared. Um, so we actually walked down. The first spot that we found was 500 metres away. So we stood there and we waited for hours. I mean, we did go for a walk around the town as well. We had a bit of lunch. Um, but So I reckon we probably stood in the one spot for about two and a half hours at least. And they have lots of like things going past, and they have like floats, and they throw out stuff. But because we were right at the front, obviously they don't want to throw stuff straight in your face when they're driving past at like twenty-five miles an hour. So, kind of <laughs> lob- so, so, so all these free gifts are being lobbed o- over our heads, and all these kids behind us are getting like bags of sweets, and they're getting like toys, and there's t-shirts and caps. We get fuck all, honestly, fuck all, and all I could think was. Don't lose your spot. Don't lose your spot. Yeah. Always, well, it could have been. Be awesome. it, could, it could have been like a confectionery drive-by though. If they're just in the car, just hurling kind of well, that's French, it. It French could, sweets at you. It could have caught us straight in the face. I did actually catch one bag of sweets, which was one of the proudest moments of my life because it was coming hurling straight past my head, and, and my hand just came from nowhere and caught this bag of sweets. It was awesome. Anyway, was it like a line out. Yeah. <laughs> did did yeah. the girls lift you? It was really fast. Anyway. Um, we stood there and eventually they arrived, the bunch sprint, right? And they came flying past and you would not believe the speed. These guys have been riding for about four or five hours, right? Really, really fast. They've and that's what they call a sprint? They'd gone against a crosswind, you know, as they came along the coast. So that was more work as well. And then it started to build up speed outside of the town where we were. And the bunch sprint obviously is like, you know, it's on flat. And they all arrive in one bunch, and they all just go mad, and they all just sprint as fast as fast as they can. And so we were like at the start of that bunch sprint, and they they came past us, mate. The speed was just incredible, and and I was like, going, come on! And they just all went whoosh past, and then like other groups came past as well, and then like a few minutes later, others arrived. You know that guy whose pelvis had gone. He he oh, he yeah, came yeah, past. Yeah. He came past within a minute of the top guys, and you're thinking, "Fuck oh, me, that's insane. amazing." He's got no pelvis. Yeah, and um, and then basically um, uh, they all went past, and we were like, "Oh, that's amazing! That was great. It was honestly exhilarating. It was just amazing. It was just so exciting as they went past." And then a minute af- afterwards, you thought, oh, "Hold on, a sec. We don't know who's won." I didn't see Cav. I didn't see Fru. <laughs> they all just went flying <laughs> past really fast. And then I thought, but, that, but that's okay, but that's okay. That's fine, because tomorrow we'll get to see them one at a time, and we'll get to know which one's coming through, we'll be able to go, come on, Cav, go on through me, it'll be fantastic. So we get back to the campsite, and the next day, we get in the car, kid, kids are all loaded in, we've made lunch, we put that in the car, we're ready to go. I start the engine, try and stick it in first, nothing, clutch won't go. Oh, so at and least then, you weren't driving at the time. No, no, no. It could have been a lot worse. We could have been on the side of a road and the kids could have yeah. been crying there. Instead, we were on the campsite and they could go and have a swim. And So it was the best place in the world for, for it to happen. Except it was 12 minutes driveway from the fucking start line. Right? <laughs> 12, 12 minutes driveway from the start line where all the 
best riders in the world are lining up to go and do this race and we're stuck on the fucking campsite. We can't go anywhere. And then, a couple Can of hours later... Eh? Can you have walked? Well, that was 12 minutes at a good speed in the car. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, we couldn't really have walked walk, walk oh, the kids the girls, there. Yeah. So, um... So I, I end up sat there thinking, right, I'm going to miss this stage of the Tour de France. Never mind. You know, I'm in France. It's a French car. Parts might be cheaper. And I forget that I'm a Brit in France, you know. <laughs> and hated. With Union Jack in blazing shirt, um, thinking, oh, this, this doesn't look good. And then the, the guy who came to basically tow the car away, he phoned back and got a price and just said, yeah, it's going to cost you a grand. And we were like, oh. we we have no option here. So, yeah. um, so the RAC gave us, um, well, they paid for us to have a hotel um, to basically stay stay an extra night. But the crossing that we want, because we don't want to have the kids getting up at five in the morning, is um, is the next day. So we get another twenty four hours in France. We've had to pay for the shitty Ibis hotel, and I'm currently sat in the car park talking to you people at home in podcast land. This is this is determination to make sure I don't miss another Wednesday. Well, this is well, this is also another. I suddenly thought what we could do, George, is actually do a live podcast from Munich. Uh, well, not live, but actually yeah. record it. <laughs> we won't record. actually be there on a Wednesday. <laughs> I know exactly. We're going to have to stay longer uh, just, <laughs> just to bail Dave out of prison. Um, but uh, well, what we could do is, if we snuck off somewhere, we could actually do a a face to face podcast and just record it on a phone or something, um, and uh, and actually do it in Munich. So a, we could an, do. an on the an, a, 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 well, I don't know what it's called. Is it on the scene, or I don't know. Like, <laughs> like like a sort of outside broadcast type thing. That's what I meant. Yeah, not on the scene. Yeah. That's completely the different thing that I was talking. What about. was your What was your Degree in again? What was it? Um, I think it was in um, Awesome Studies, and I got a first. Awesome Studies. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, your course, Rich? What, yes, what was, was your course? It, it was journalism. But journalism, bearing in yeah. mind, I've been I've been a journalist all day, and it's hot, and I'm really tired, and I can't be asked to be a journalist when I get home. Hot sometimes, and tired. Mate, mate, mate. I just want to be a podcaster. Do you want to talk about stress and heat? Right, I am no, here. I am here in the north of France, right? I had to get the hire car back by 11.35. I had to get the kids dropped off in the... Right, so, so I've had to drive two hours back from where we, we were supposed to be, back to the town where my car was, because obviously we'd moved from one campsite to another. And so we had to drive two hours back, back to there, and then we had to get the kids dropped off. I had to take the, the car seats in the hire car up to my car, which wasn't going to be done yet. So I had to get up there, try to explain to the people who have my car that I want to put these seats into that car and then walk back much later on. I thought, how am I going to explain this? And I got there and the car was done. So I was like, oh, okay, then great. So I can just pay pay for that car now. But obviously, um, the French people, on hearing that I was in a rush, thought, yeah, 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 yeah. You want to be at that place by 11.35? Don't worry, sir. We'll fuck you off as much as we can. So they were as slow as they could be, stapling everything really slowly, and then oh, wouldn't the just wouldn't book through the card for fuck's sake. So then I had to basically beg them to take the grand off me, and then <laughs> and then I, I had why to race. The economy's fucked. 
and then I had to race back. And then at 11.35, I was parked outside having to refuel the car that I had because I had to bring it back with the full time for fuel. So, I, so I'm there on the forecourt, waving like mad, saying, look, I'm here, I'm here. So I had to do that. And then I got my car back and I'm driving along and the clutch is working fine. But the accelerator doesn't seem to work anymore. I think the engine's fucked. So, oh, no. so now I'm thinking, brilliant, I've just spent a grand on trying to get my car home and um, and now it's just not it's just not playing ball. Have, and you you ever thought, have you ever thought that because it's a Renault, it's like when you take a kid back, you know, it's like when Madonna goes back to Malawi um, with, with her little kid um, and, and kind of goes, look, this is where you came from, and the little kid goes... I actually prefer it here because you're weird and you're white and you kind of stole me a little bit. Um, (laughs) I didn't steal this car. Can I just say I did not steal this car? Yes, you did. You did. You stole it from France because France never sells anything to anyone. Thing is, though, the kids that she she pinches aren't (laughs) right-hand drive kids (laughs) that are made for the country where she lives. No, that's fair enough. I bought a right-hand drive Renault. She has had them fitted. She has, she's had them adapted so that they fit in perfectly with the world that she lives in. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's, how, that's, that's how committed she is to giving them a good upbringing, by taking yeah. away everything that they've ever known before and giving them the kind of life that she wants them to have. Which I think, I think part of it is really lovely and the other part of it is, is really consumerist and, and pathetic and horrible. To be fair to her, though, she's always said that she is a material girl. Oh, but, but she, she's made no secret of it. Yeah, and so, exactly. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. At, at no point within the lyrics, I mean, I've heard of the man that saves his pennies um, makes my rainy day, and uh, if you don't give me proper credit and all that sort of thing. At no point did I hear her say, I love the man that gives me a stolen black child. Um I never. Yeah. I don't know whether that's in the the, the non MTV edited edited version because MTV do censor quite a lot. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 That that might be the case actually. Then it's worth but, it's worth listening to again actually. I'm, maybe it's maybe if you play it backwards, it says I love stealing black kids. I love stealing black kids like that. But um, can you play anything backwards on a CD now? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, but but I just go back to your songs. point though. Just to go back to your point, I did not steal this car. And do you know why it's all going wrong now? Do you know why? Because you did steal it. Because two weeks ago, I realised it was paid off. Oh, no. We took out a loan, right? And it was like, oh, brilliant, that's paid off now. Brilliant. This car's completely ours, and this is just like free motoring now. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, As soon as I thought that, as soon as I thought that, this car went, (laughs) You know what I am now? I'm going to be, admittedly, a really good, quiet place in which to do podcasts. But I'm going to sit in France, so you're going to have to come across and sit in me in 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 France. So um, so there there we go. But you know, um, of all the things that could have gone wrong on holiday, I'm sure our holiday isn't the worst. And you know, we have had an amazing time. France has been tremendous. I love France. I think. Yeah, it is. It is awesome. I mean, I, I do have to say, I think the the people um, around Thailand um, was it two thousand and four something like that. I, I don't think they had a great. 
I don't think they had a great holiday. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. They were tsunami, tsunami. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So they were, yeah. They they didn't have a great holiday. So, but at the end of the day, you know, a lot of them perished, um, which is very sad. But they haven't had to pay nine hundred quid for a new clutch. Yeah. So exactly. swings and swings and roundabouts. And I mean, the fact that we've had to stay here longer means that today, you know, we went to the tomb of William the Conqueror, which we wouldn't have had time for. So that was quite nice, especially yeah. since, especially since on the way here we stopped off at Hastings. You know, so oh, like, you saw the Bayer Tapestry, didn't you? Yeah, we did Hastings the one day. Then we went there the next day because we had an overnight boat. And I thought the kids are going to, you know, learn a lot about it. That was amazing. And then. This is sort of bookended the whole thing quite nicely, really. So, um, just it's just unfortunate that I'm sat in a horrible, shitty car park, looking around, wondering where whether the people sat in the cars are actually waiting for me to get out so they can come and rob everything out of my boot. <laughs> Whereabouts are you? You're in rooms, Ren. Um, oh, we're in Cane or Can or oh, whatever okay, it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is uh, which is quite quite a nice place, but everywhere has its dumps. And we are sat in one of them now, but it was cheap. Yeah, I'll say that for it. Yeah, I've um, I've stayed in a few of them before when I've been driving down to to ski holidays and stuff, and um, they're awesome. They they are literally just just like sheds that you just sleep in. They are absolutely nothing, but they are cheap. But they're just yeah. the worst places. It's just like it's on this industrial park, and everything's right. it's meant to be twenty four hour, but when you get there, everything just looks ominously shut. <laughs> and and it's just it, you just feel like yeah, well you feel like you're just in hostel that yeah. you're just gonna you know get your get the backs of your your ankles cut. I almost feel like it's or a bit clutch. like yeah. I almost feel it's a bit like um, from dusk till dawn. You know where everyone's going to turn, oh, turn yeah. into some sort of a vampire. Um, I hope that isn't the case. But, um, I hope it is because then the podcast next week is going to be awesome. Yeah, assuming I get home alive, it will be the oh, best podcast be we've ever done. Yeah, yeah. You'll be yeah. you'll be fine. You're a religious man. <laughs> just yeah. do, just do, just do what that brilliant um, what that brilliant joke is the um, the the two nuns and the vampire comes out and she says, "Show me." Oh cross. yeah. And, and she just says, "Fuck off, you toothy bastard." <laughs> um, oh, uh, brilliant. And just to explain why I'm sat in the car, there is Wi-Fi in in the hotel. However. Um, We've got three kids in there, and it's been stressful enough night trying to get them off to sleep because they're all screaming and crying. And I've only got a room with three beds because I couldn't be asked paying for more. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we're all cramped into this really small room. I thought I'd best go and sit in the car if I'm going to do this. So, yeah. um, so, so they're all nice and asleep, and I've had to ask Rich to phone me because it's costing me money to receive calls. It's probably not costing him anything to call me on a UK landline. Yeah, no, 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 no. On a U, you know, on a UK phone to my UK phone, it's probably not costing you anything, is it? It might be a bit, but more more than that, it's actually um, it's costing my work because I'm using my work phone. Oh well, that's all right then. And so, yeah, um, one other issue which may arise from this is: does Bud know where the stag do is yet? Yes, he does. He does. So I don't need to actually beep out what you said earlier about where it will be. No, no, you don't have to worry about that. Cool. And also, okay. I'm pretty sure he doesn't um, he doesn't listen to anything that we ever do. No, no, he has listened to the podcast. In fact, I think he has the app. Oh, really? Wow, I think everyone. He's... 
I think everyone out there should actually go online and buy the app, which is an Android app. And um, yeah, so go onto onto the App Store or Google Play and put in uh, Rich and George's 15 Minutes of Shame and you will find it there. Although it does need updating, so give it a week or so and I'll do a bit of work on that. Um, now is not the time. Now is really not the time for me to update the fucking app. Yeah, so that's that, that's about it. Um, congratulations to uh, Dave who went um, who smashed the fuck out of some guy in in a white collar boxing night. He have you seen again. that? No, have, I haven't you seen, seen it. Have you seen the actual? Is the video on? Yes, I'll, I'll I will um, do a tweet of the link and everyone else can watch it within the first minute you're just screaming please end the fight this is horrible is he it's one of the most upsetting things that i've seen i mean i'm on dave's actual side i mean i want dave to win and i'm watching it thinking no this is awful this is horrible <laughs> he absolutely fucking smashed him so um so well done to dave but please don't hurt anyone else there we go that that's awesome yes well actually yeah save all of your rage for the boxing ring yeah please because <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be back in England very very soon anyway Rich um, I appreciate the fact that you phoned me so I will let you go now yes, I, think, um, I think we should probably say um, that's it for now my car will think of some more yeah your, your car will just fuck you over in, in plenty more ways that's why you should always buy German yeah I guess bye here we come bye <laughs> see you bye see you mate bye bye see ya